It's often a bit mystifying how brands magically go viral overnight. Sometimes they make it big, and other times they crash and burn. Is the road to brand fame and a bump to the bottom line worth the risk? I'm Alexis. And I'm Melissa. And we're just a little obsessed with these marketing moments. So join us as we break down the craziest brand stunts, from how the idea sparked to how the heck they pulled it off. Or didn't, and of course, will it stick? Hey, Alexis. Hey, Melissa. How are you? I'm good. Are you freaked out? I can tell. The door behind me is like legit. It's an optical illusion. She's looking in the mirror and she sees the closet door, which is behind her, which I'm looking directly at. And in the mirror, it looks like the door is full on moving, but it's got to be an optical illusion. Like, I believe in all the things. And we just looked in the closet and we're fine. No there. We're fine. But speaking of creepy things real quick, I've lived in Arizona for 28 years. I've never been stung by a scorpion until last night. Dude. Worst fucking nightmare. You didn't go to the hospital? No, because I was fine. My, I walked into my bedroom. I have a brand new house, so there's still, like, the pool is still, like, in digging mode. It's, yeah. like, done, but, like, there's a lot of dirt. It's a brand new build. So scorpions, you expect them. But I have lived in so many houses where I should have stepped on scorpions. Literally come around my corner, step I feel like my foot is electrocuted right away. I scream. It's 9 p.m. Trying to get the kids. I mean, it's summer. We keep them up way too late. I'm trying to like get them to calm down. And then it's a freaking shit show. Screaming bloody murder. It got my pinky toe. And then I was, what's crazy is five minutes of like intense pain. And then I was fine. I just was numb. Did you call poison control? No, we just, we Googled it. And it's, I, I didn't have an allergic reaction. I would have known really quick. Only my pinky toe went numb. It's like mild soap, water, and like cold and warm compresses. And I was totally fine. But I was like, Mark, find the fucking scorpion. Because Madison Googled it. They don't die after they sting you. So I was like, he's like, look for three minutes. And he's like, I can't find it. I'm like, that's hilarious. Fucking find it. Or I'm burning the house down. I'm burning it down. So we finally, we can't move the bed because the bed's really heavy. So we like lift the mattress up and he's, it's like a slat bed and he sees, he finally is like, oh, okay, it's there. It's under the bed, all the way under the bed. <gasps> the other Where's side. the bed in your bed? Dude, ugh. Okay, that explains my eyes right now. I did not sleep one ounce last night. Maybe 20 Donna minutes. got stung at her house a long time ago and she had to call poison control because her foot swole up. But they're like, is it a Mexican scorpion scorpion, or an Arizona scorpion? She's like, how the hell do I know Mexican or American or whatever? And I'm in whatever. California. China, California. Yeah, right. What the hell? And they're like, well, because if it was a Mexican scorpion, you know, you could, your heart could stop and it, or all this stuff. And she's like, what? Oh my God. No, I was fine. I literally, it was like an inch and a half. So it was on the larger side, which is gross. There's a picture on my Instagram if you want to go look at it. But... The baby ones are really poisonous, but I was fine. All is fine. Might burn my house down, but it's fine. Oh my God. Just had to share that little tidbit. But on to better things real quick. It's summertime. We love to travel in the summer. Like we travel so much for work and for fun, right? Yeah. And what airline, Alexis, do we often choose for traveling, both for business or vacation? Southwest. Southwest. And there's so many reasons that I choose it. I mean, my husband and I have like hacked the system. Like we both have the credit cards. His is his business. Mine's our personal. We have companion pass on both. So the kids fly free with us. And then we have a million points on ours. So like we don't ever pay for flights. I feel like we're just like geniuses. Oh, dude, I need to get one for Wes separate. Yes. Mark, we've 
gamed it. Like we literally, we know how to switch the companions the right amount. Like it's perfect. But why do you love Southwest? Well, two things. I feel like they actually like their jobs. So the people that work on the airplanes are just so sweet. Mm -hmm. And I like the entertainment. I mean, every flight that I've been on lately, like I've either had someone singing or like dancing. No, you're right. That's it. Fun. It's always fun. Like 99% of Southwest flights that I've been on are entertaining. They're fun. And the service is always really good. And you know what? It's so crazy. So the last flight we were on, this woman, and I feel like it, it exudes, like it makes their customers feel that way too. So the last flight, oh, you were on it. Yeah, like we pretty much travel together all the time. When they were giving us all the free drinks. Yeah. The lady. Yeah, that was so nice. Like she had all these free drink coupons and she's like paying it forward, buying us drinks. And then she was short one. And we and bought the, her drinks. Well, no, the stewardess was like, don't worry, I got it. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. The, I mean, honestly, it just makes, like, it's so lighthearted and it makes everyone want to travel. I agree with you. And just a few months ago, <laughs> do you remember when I surprised you on a Southwest flight with a little bit of fun? Yes. Do you want to share what happened? I really wanted to put the video in here, but your Facebook and Instagram were totally hacked, so it's gone. Oh. But you might have downloaded it. Because it disappeared from yours, too. Well, I, don't, I never had it saved on mine. I shared it on Facebook, but it was your reel. Oh, we can look on my phone. But yeah. What did I do, Alexis? We, you know, labor shortage. So we're like racking our brains. Can't get, we've Indeed, LinkedIn, everything. We're just getting like just non-qualified resumes. So we're like, you know what? Let's do this. I'm like, Melissa, I dare you to try to get up and do something. And she's like, you dare Melissa do anything. She does it. <laughs> and so she gets up and she asks the stewardess and she totally gets to do it. And she like presses the little button. Hello. I'm hello. the loudspeaker. I'm the loudspeaker. She's like, hello, excuse me. My name is Melissa and I am Sarah Nippa Consulting. <laughs> and she like goes into this spiel about like how we're hiring. And it was freaking awesome. And we actually got like three or four like qualified applicants and people were coming up to us like, oh my God, what? tell me about your company. Oh, what? Yes. what? What? And we got a ton of leads after that because people just saw it on social and they were like, wait, I just remembered about you guys. That's so cool. Like I actually have to talk to you about this. Like, yeah, just it's fun. And it's fun that they let us do that. Like that it. is no other airline would let you do that. Right? Yeah. My mom was like, should I tell him it's your birthday? I'm like, I'll kill you. Well, I do not want to leave that job to me, Nikki Beck. I got you covered. Well, Southwest Airlines is one of the major airlines of the United States, and it's actually the world's largest low-cost carrier. It's headquartered in Dallas, and it has scheduled service to 121 destinations in the U.S. and also 10 additional countries, like Mexico. Mexico. We always take Southwest to Mexico now. And in 2018, Southwest carried more domestic passengers than any other U.S. airline. But they lost that title in 2020. But despite that, they have been voted. Like this year, they were voted the best airline in the country for economy and basic economy flights. And that was like a J.D. Power survey. Like Pete, the customers love them. They're obsessed with them. Oh, my God. Did Were you on that flight too when the guy made that crown out of peanuts? Yes. For his birthday. Yes. Like that's – they're so creative. There's I love so, it. I, there's so many examples I found when researching this of things that employees have done of Southwest. At the gate one time, someone posted about the flight was delayed. And so the guy at the gate got on the loudspeaker and said, we're going to do a contest, guys. I'm going to find out who has the worst driver's license picture. And everyone had to bring up their driver's license and they like voted on whose was the worst. Like they just make shit fun in like 
when it's like the shittiest situation. Like traveling sucks. Do you remember back in the day, I used to, when we first started Serendipit, I did this stupid thing where I'd go back and forth to Baltimore. Which is um, like from Arizona is... No hop, skip, and jump. Yeah, (laughs) to help set up this leasing center. And I remember I just, I had a bad experience, which I never have on Southwest. And I tweeted like at Southwest and they responded within like six minutes and they credited my flight. That's crazy. And that no other airline is like this. No. I I mean, people hate their life on other airlines. They're so bitchy. I know. It's crazy. And they have cute outfits on Southwest. I just wish they had an actual first class because I feel like I'm at this point in my life when... I got champagne. What else more are you asking for? I just want a little nicer of a seat. I want to like, you know... I mean, but you're a little person. You know, you have a big butt. Like, you fit perfectly in that little seat. Wait, did you say I have a big butt or I don't? You know, you don't have a big butt. I'm working on getting one. Mm. I heard they're in these days. The kids on TikTok are talking about them. Okay, So Southwest has long been on my list to cover, but it was so hard to pick like which direction to go. But when I started researching and I found these two stunts from way early in Southwest history, I knew I landed on it. And I had never heard of these before. And these, one of these might be one of the biggest PR stunts in history. Oh my gosh. Which I have literally never found until researching this. And Herb Kelleher was the CEO, the founder of, of Southwest, and he passed away in 2019. But he was a flippin' genius. And he, like, I want to be Herb's fr- I know he's dead, know. but maybe we'll be friends in heaven, Herb, because yes. I've heard some pretty cool interviews, and he just sounded like, he actually really reminded me of my papa. Like, what a cool man. When You're going to feel I already got the a hundred times tell. better after this episode. But the culture of the airline, like, internally and externally, was born because of him and because of how he showed and illustrated real examples of how he wanted the culture to be through these stunts. Like, these stunts are the reason Southwest is the way it is today. Okay. So, real quick though, what you need to know is I want you to know Southwest's purpose and their vision because very, very, very few brands successfully tie their purpose, vision, and values into their marketing, like internally or externally. They say it, and I even would say the same about us. Like, it's hard. You can say, you know, vision, purpose, and like, we know it's, we believe it, but it's hard to like always make sure everything you do is really aligned. It's just hard. I feel like we kill it on the values piece because yeah. we, I mean, I feel like we drive, we it, home, drive like, it home, but the vision is like, tricky. it's hard because some people don't allow us to do that. Like, we believe like the best thing you can do is be yourself and we push brands to be authentically like themselves. But sometimes they want to be people that they're not. I know. And so it's tricky. But Southwest's purpose is to connect people to what's important in their lives through friendly, reliable, low-cost air travel. Clear as day, right? Their vision is to be the world's most loved, most efficient, and most profitable airline. So Lex, these campaigns and stunts clearly fit into those. So let's go. This first one. This stunt had a insanely smart strategy behind it. So when Herb Kelleher decided to start his own airline in 1966, which, how do you wake up one day and be like, I think I'll start an airline today. Crazy. And I feel like that's shit you and I would do. Yeah. Well, he knew <laughs> he knew he was going to be a major disruptor and challenger, and he knew it was not going to be easy. I mean, right out of the gates, he faced years of legal battles just to launch his airline. And his vision was to make Southwest an intrastate airline. So just serving Texas, and it would fly between Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio. 
And the reason he wanted this was he himself was a business traveler and he heard his friends all the time complain about like it was expensive to fly intrastate. It was just like cost prohibitive. It just wasn't like they didn't need all the the like bells and whistles of you know, these kind of like other Europe. airlines. Like my brother told me when you go to Europe, you can like, it's like a bus. Like you can stand up and you fly from like country to country for it's 25 like bucks. It's Hawaii too. Like if you're in like one an island, you can fly to the next one real quick. But know? for cheap. For cheaper. Yeah. If you're local, I guess. I don't know. But right out of the gate when he had this concept, three airlines took legal action to prevent like a brand new airline to come in town. They were so threatened. They were obviously like way afraid of Herb's vision because what Herb wanted to do was cut prices to make airline travel affordable for commuter travelers. Like, again, he just wanted them to like get a safe ride from one destination to the other. That's and it. Did, did he hire Shiat Day to do his original brand? I don't know who he hired to do the branding right away. I didn't look into that. Because I, I read a book about like Beyond Disruption and it talked, I feel like they did his original brand. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But he eventually won those legal battles, and he successfully began serving customers in 1971. But even though they won the fight, those established airlines were fucking pissed. They were like, we're not giving up this easy. So... Sounds like mm -hmm. someone I know in my neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) So one of those three airlines was Braniff. The other one was Trans-Texas Airways, and the other one was Continental. And what's ironic is only one of those airlines is still alive today. I was going to say, I've heard of maybe Actually, is Continental still alive today? I think it merged with American Airlines a oh, while ago. Right. Okay. So for a few years, things were okay. But then in 1973, Southwest had only three 737 jets, and they flew those to those three Texas cities. That was all they were doing. And Braniff was still extra pissed. Like, they really were angry. And so they decided they were going to crush Southwest financially. So they dropped their prices as low as possible. Like so low that they were beyond confident that Southwest couldn't even survive, let alone compete. Braniff cut its prices in half. So the Dallas to San Antonio route went from $26 to $13. Holy. At this time, Southwest was averaging only 17 passengers per flight. So the math like, if you do it How in your head. How did they even afford gas? I mean, it was just the, it was just in the 70s. Like, pricing was so different. Yeah. But still, like, do that math real quick. $13 times 17 passengers, that would be $221 per flight. Like, even in 1973 terms. That's like, like nothing. You're no, not making money. You cannot. There's no way. Especially with only three airplanes. Like, they were a nobody. But Herb saw two options. It was either match the price and lose money and just hope for the best or get creative. And what do you think he did, Alexis? Get creative. Freaking creative. So Southwest did match the $13 price, but with a caveat. You could choose that deal fare, or you could pay full price, $26, and you would be given either a fifth of Chivas Regal Scotch or a fifth of Canadian Sipping Whiskey as a gift. Do you know why this worked so insanely well, Alexis? Uh, because people love alcohol. Well, (laughs) duh. But also because almost all of the travelers on Southwest were business travelers. Business travelers who were not paying personally for their own flight. They were using their company credit card. So they didn't care about 13 versus 26 if the company was paying it and they themselves got this free bottle of liquor. Oh my God. And I guarantee you, he negotiated some sick ass partnership with them because they just wanted to be on their airline. Dude, actually, Southwest ended up becoming 
like the largest distributor of whiskey in Texas due to the number of gifts they were giving customers because of this. So smart. Insanely smart. I mean, like those business travelers didn't care and their companies probably didn't care because that wasn't a ton of money to them or they didn't even know about this like battle. They didn't know prices were slashed. Yeah, you know? It's like that free gift with purchase, like the Estee Lauder thing. It always works. It always works because people get, even if they don't like the gift, they get excited by the word gift. (laughs) This is like why MLMs work. Like even think back to like when you were obsessed with essential oils. I know we like like them, but like, okay, at one point, like, we were buying a lot of essential oils because you wanted the free fucking gifts. I, I'd spend $300 to get, like, $30 free. Which, if which you, is, like, like it's the stupidest thing. We're smart women. Like, we are very smart. That's fucking stupid. But I get so excited. I was like, Melissa, I got the Ninga Red this time. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. I loved him, though. I, I bought into it, too. But anyways, this campaign worked. Passenger numbers increased to 75 per flight about half of whom paid the full fare and added 40 grand of revenue per month. It was so successful, in fact, that Southwest, like I said, became the biggest distributor of whiskey in Texas. And you may have noticed that Braniff no longer exists. They actually shut down in 1982. Actually, Braniff was one of the weird airlines that we covered that did that, like, in the airlines, like, selling sex or seats in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. They did crazy stuff. But they died in the early 80s. Like, they t- could not compete. Clearly, they were just, like, sabotagers. And they okay. had no creative ideas. If anyone hasn't listened to our airline one, I mean, I would say that was one of our top ones. I, yeah. I loved that. It was so interesting. It was. It was early. I'll have to, like, link it. I mean, this. we were pretty nervous talking, or I was at least. But I think that the, what was so – it's so fascinating it's what so occurred crazy. during that time. No. Okay. This next – this second one is the one that I was, like, mind blown. Okay. Mind blown. We're going to fast forward to 1990. Southwest was crushing it. Like, they've been around – they've been operating since, what, 71, I said? Like – Almost 20 years later, crushing it. They had a brand new slogan. They were so excited about it. Just plain smart. P-L-A-N-E. Okay. They loved it. I mean, who does not love a good pun? Yeah, I love it. In advertising, it's like perfect. One minor problem with this tagline. A small aviation sales and maintenance company, Stevens Aviation, had a tagline that was very similar. It was... Plain smart, P-L-A-N-E smart. And they had been using it for years, and they actually had it trademarked. Oops. So they weren't exactly like in the same line of business, but it was close enough. I mean, both were airplanes, right? So Stevens Aviation, like it had been a few months, and they saw now that Southwest had this tagline. And they were like, shit, (laughs) they're huge, and we're just like a small little aviation company, but like this is ours. Like they they were nervous. And the typical route would have been, like, call in the lawyers, you know, spend a bunch of money. No one really wins in the end. But, like, they didn't have all of those resources to to waste. So one senior exec took the problem into his own hands. He sent a letter directly to Herb at Southwest, and this is what it said. Dear Mr. Kelleher, we love your new ads that use the clever, creative, effective, plain, smart theme. We can testify to its effectiveness since we've been using it in our own ads for a very long time. In the true fun-loving spirit on which Southwest Airlines was founded, we challenge you to a duel to see who gets to keep plain smart. Big ol' Southwest or little bitty Stevens. Please, no lawyers. 
We trust that you accept this challenge in the spirit intended. No litigiousness implied at all. We challenge you to a sleeves up best two out of three arm wrestling match between you and our chairman at high noon on Monday, January 27th, 1992. Oh my God. Respectfully, Stephen D. Towns, Executive Vice President of Stevens Aviation. I thought it was so, I thought you were going to say something, not arm wrestling. P.S. Our chairman is a burly 38-year-old former weightlifter who can bench press a King Air or something like that. I love it. So freaking smart. This guy just did this. This senior executive just did it. And if we've learned anything about Herb so far, like he never takes the typical route. So how do you think he reacted? Something funny back. I'm like dying to know. So before Stevens Aviation even got a response back from Herb directly, suddenly the CEO of Stevens, his name was Kurt Herwald, got a phone call from a journalist out of the blue about the proposed arm wrestling match. And Kurt was like, shit. He got nervous because Southwest hadn't responded yet. He was like, how did they hear about this? Now this is going to go to the media. Now I'm going to get in trouble. It's going to be a whole shit show. And he was like, I don't know what to do. So he just picked up the phone and he dialed Southwest thinking like, maybe I can talk to her. But he did not think it would happen. How would that ever happen now? Okay. Okay. So he called Southwest and the receptionist put him straight through to Herb. I'm sure he was like waiting for it. Shitting his pants a little bit. And Kurt jumped right on the phone and he like started like going into like, I'm so sorry. This is what happened. I don't know if you saw it yet. And Herb just started busting up laughing and he was like, I tipped off the press. I fucking love the idea. And like, yes, let's do it. So he officially sent this letter back. Dear Mr. Towns, our chairman can bench press a quart of wild turkey and five packs of cigarettes a day. He is also a fearsome competitor who resorts to kicking biting, gouging, scratching, and hair pulling in order to win. When really pressed, he has also been known to beg, plead, whine, and sob piteously. Can your pusillanimous little wimp of a chairman stand up against the martial valor of our giant? Best regards, Herbert D. Kelleher. And I had to look up pusillanimous. It means timid, but it sounds like... Sounds like... The other one. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a fancy word for that. I'm going to start using pusillanimous. Are you a pusillanimous? Are you feeling pusillanimous today? Oh, my God. So anyways, like, this was so insanely smart and creative and, like, could not have been done by any other brand. And this unique agreement was reached. They agreed on it. And Herb knew that this was going to be a huge PR opportunity for Southwest and for his newfound frenemy, like at Stevens Aviation, he promised them that he was going to promote the hell out of this. And like he knew that no matter who actually won the match, that both brands would benefit. Yeah. So the match became known to the media as the Malice in Dallas. They like Southwest branded it. And the media ate up every minute of it. No one was surprised that Herb jumped on this. I mean, at the time, he was one of the most beloved and wackiest CEOs that America had ever seen. He was known as, like, the guy who would dress up as a leprechaun for St. Patrick's Day, like, around the office. And he was always, like, pushing the limits with crazy ad campaigns. So this was just, like, another day in the neighborhood. Herb would be our friend. Herb, I wish Herb was my dad. Maybe I'm going to, like, channel my inner Herb. I mean, we like to dress up and do wacky shit, too. We do. What if we should add Herb spirit to our website? I love it. The spirit of Herb. I love it. 
Okay, anyways. So fans were reading about this like pending match in the newspaper and just seeing it on TV and they sent Herb all kinds of gifts to get him ready for the battle. Wheaties, spinach, wild turkey whiskey, and someone even sent him anabolic steroids from Mexico. Oh my God. They smartly decided to make this a... And this is before social media. I mean, this was 1991. Okay. Like, they decided to make this a huge spectacle. This was before the internet, basically. Yeah. Like, it was early internet. Wow. So, Southwest chose the Dallas Sportatorium. It was like an old wrestling venue, and they could easily fill the 4,500 seats that were like in that venue with just Southwest employees alone. So they were like, we're going to sell this out. It's going to be amazing. And the Southwest marketing team and Herb were so smart here and like years ahead of their time. They actually produced a short faux documentary, like showing Herb training for the big match to get pumped up about it. Like they wanted the public just to get jazzed. I want to show you a clip of it real quick. The champion, smoking Herb Keller, chairman, CEO, president, and anything else he wants to be of Texas-based Southwest Airlines. The challenger, Kurt C. Kurt Herwald, chairman of South Carolina-based Stevens Aviation. The date, Friday, March 20th. The place, the Dallas Sportatorium. The time, 9 a.m. sharp. The title, just plain smart. Both companies claim it, one's gonna lose it. And our sleeves up, best two out of three arm wrestling match that has been appropriately entitled the malice in Dallas. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't that so hilarious? I'm not joking. I feel like he is like one of us. Like that reminded me of like what we made our do in our office. I know. And in the mockumentary, like Herb is surrounded by this enthusiastic group of Southwest employees, including like a class of brand new flight attendants. And it shows him progressing from like struggling with sit-ups with a cigarette in his mouth and jumping jacks, like can't yeah, do it. in his mouth the whole time. I know. To easily curling oversized bottles of wild turkey. I mean, it's so funny. So funny. And now brands, like we talked about Blair Witch. We talked about all these brands that do all these like fake documentaries. Now, they were so ahead of their time. I know. They, I mean, he might be like an original, an OG PR guru, frankly. Anyways, so... The proposed date that Stevens actually said initially was January, that didn't happen. They moved it. They wanted it to be bigger. So on March 20th, 1992, spectators packed the stadium. They saw a red-robed killer, Kurt Herwald, in a polo shirt, slacks, and sunglasses. And he strode into the ring, followed by a toothpick-twirling, smoking Herb Kelleher. (laughs) And he was wearing a sweatband, a white bathrobe, and black boots. What a look. What a look. And actually on (laughs) Herb's boots, he had taped on one boot a pack of cigarettes and then on the other one an airline-sized bottle of whiskey and like Southwest stickers all over him. Oh my God. Oh, that guy. I think he might be my spirit animal. I think so too. And behind the scenes, Herb and Kurt like had completely choreographed the entire event. Like they, they staged it like as if it was a real wrestling match, but they had decided like how it was going to work the whole time. So when it was showtime, the crowd watches as Herb slowly rises from a recliner placed in his corner. And he's old, right? And the other guy's 38. And he locks his right hand with Kurt's own right hand. And the referee calls for the competitors to place their left arms down. (laughs) 
So you see Herb's face. I'm going to show you the video. It goes from like supreme confidence to like panic because he's like reaching like for his left hand and it still has a cigarette in it. And he realizes like, oh shit, I still have a cigarette in my hand and I'm supposed to like use my left hand. So he asks the referee for a bathroom break. This referee, could I have a timeout? I need to go to the bathroom. Kurt like momentarily is like confused. So he like loses his grip. And this was all Herb's plan the whole time. It was his trap. So like Kurt relaxed his arm. Herb put all of his strength into pinning Kurt's arm like down before the referee could even react to like the question of like, can I go to the bathroom? And then after leaping around the ring, like pumping his fists like he was a winner, Herb was told his win was null and void because he broke the rules. And Herb like looks shocked and he goes, I didn't even know there were any rules in this game. Like, I didn't know there were any rules. I thought I could use guile. Then, like, they try it again a second time, and Kurt immediately takes the lead, and he pulls, like, Herb's hand over the midline, and then for the next 20 seconds, like, they're, like, going at it, and you can see Herb's, like, veins, like, popping in his neck, like, like he's so stressed about it, and at one point, it looks like Herb is gonna, like, bring Kurt's arm back to the center, but no. You know, Kurt just nails him down, he slams his, like, knuckles to the table, and Herb Kelleher lost. Everyone's laughing, everyone's cheering. Both CEOs like announce that they're gonna make donations to their own respective charities, like in honor of this match. And Herb congratulates Kurt. You know, they both fought really hard. And then Kurt announces that he is going to allow Southwest to continue to use Just Plain Smart as a slogan. So everyone won. Everyone wins, and Herb praises his opponent's selflessness before asking for a stretcher to carry him out of the arena. <laughs> like, he's just a showman the whole time. I the entire time. I freaking love it. The whole thing was amazing. Like, what a way to turn what could have been a horrific, ugly, like, expensive legal battle with no winner into just, like, this amazing and fun PR stunt that drove both companies to look great, but also both companies' employees were so proud to work for those companies. Like, that was, like... Can you imagine the resumes that came flooding into both companies after that? Like, why would you not want to work for a CEO who chooses that path versus litigation? It's genius. It made both brands look amazing. I just think it's so cool. Like, that just shows, like, competitors, I mean, can really just, they can share the love and they get more when they unite. Versus like being shitty competitors. And maybe it would have been different if they were direct competitors. Like they were in different bit lines of business related to airlines. But maybe not. It's still, still... you can... I think just the motto is like they came together and they created something huge. And now both brands win. Totally. And Alexis, the media ate this whole thing up. You're going to die, okay? In addition to like local newspaper, radio, and TV coverage... NBC Nightly News with Tom Brokaw aired an extended segment shortly after the event. Then, no big deal, President George H.W. Bush wrote Herb a note, like a personal note congratulating him on being amazing. And praise from employees and customers just like flooded into the Southwest offices. And it's estimated that Southwest earned as much as $6 million in PR value as a result of this. Oh my God. And... Kurt said himself... In the 90s. In the 90s. 
Kurt, the like CEO of Stevens Airline, said himself that this event boosted the name recognition of Stevens Aviation so much that the company enjoyed a 25% annual growth for the next four years. So cool. <laughs> it's like when you do the right thing, it's like karma. Karma. Like it's going to pay off. So today, Herb's customized black malice boots have been preserved and they're like enshrined in an exhibit at the Southwest headquarters in Dallas, which I think is so cool. And in my opinion, the best thing about all of this is how Herb turned this into the perfect example of how he wanted Southwest employees to approach their work. Like he had the guts to cast aside his CEO status and he wanted to make a crowd feel excited to laugh and to have fun. And like this naturally gave Southwest employees the creative license to find their own unique ways to make customers feel loved and to be entertained, like no matter the situation, right? Yeah. And I really believe like this whole stunt is one of the main reasons why we today see Southwest employees just like making our lives fun when we're traveling, singing songs on airlines, like we said, playing trivia games, letting customers go up and make random announcements. Like they have fun with it every day. They're, and they just like love their lives. Yes, it is. I was blown away by this one. So great. Nice job. Thank you. So I did source many articles for this story and they'll all be listed on our website at willitstickpodcast.com. But a few of my favorites were actually Southwest's website. It's southwest50.com. They have this like whole story about the Malice in Dallas and like historical timeline and photos. So cool. Wikipedia had an awesome entry for Southwest Airlines. And then upworthy.com had a really good story all about like how in the 90s, two companies using the same motto, arm wrestled to see who got to keep it. And that was by Dan Lewis from 2015. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Melissa, that was amazing. I love Mr. Herb Kelleher. I'm serious. New BFF. New BFF in heaven, Mr. Please, please follow us on anywhere you listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on Instagram. Tell us what you want to hear and let us know what you thought about this one. This one's great. I love like, again, competition is fun. But, like, competitors and, like, being nasty is not fun. Yeah. So, like, be creative. Arm wrestle. Bye. Bye. (laughs)